Welcome back to our study of John's Gospel. I'm Ian, and this is the Sailor Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. Today is the last day that we shall be looking at the verse that many have called the Gospel in a nutshell, before we move on into the rest of John's Gospel, focusing again on one word, the word whoever. Let's start by hearing the words of Jesus one more time. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. For when I stop and breathe in your presence, I find that you Before we consider that word, whoever, I just want to briefly remind us of this verse's context. This verse is so popular and it gets quoted so much that it can almost begin to seem like it stands alone as a truth, but it occurs in the middle of a conversation between Jesus and a Jewish leader, a religious man who knew the Jewish scriptures well. So we should ask, why does Jesus say this here and to Nicodemus? After all, he could have said it at any other time and to anyone else. And we should also ask, why does Nicodemus specifically need to hear this from Jesus? Why would a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin need to be told that God loved the world? Surely he already knew. The answer to that question comes from that simple word, whoever. For that word, whoever, challenges everything that Nicodemus believed. Nicodemus' identity was built upon both his faith and his culture. He was a descendant of Abraham a member of a specific tribe and would have been able to trace his ancestry back many generations, quite possibly all the way to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. This was what it meant to be a Jew. He was a child of Abraham and a child of God's covenant. He was part of the people of God. He was one of those whom God loved, one of God's chosen. But Jesus is now challenging that assumption. He's encouraging Nicodemus to widen his view of God's love by stating that God loves the world, the whole world, not merely Israel. And then straight on its heels, he prompts Nicodemus to also widen his view of God's grace and salvation too, when he tells him that whoever believes may have eternal life. Whoever, not just the Jews, but anyone, Gentiles, Romans, Samaritans even, anyone can have eternal life if they believe. This statement from Jesus is more than just the nice promise that it often gets trotted out as, but is also intended to confront Nicodemus' expectations of how God works and to bring about a dramatic change to Nicodemus' understanding of God. As such, we should perhaps try to capture that same sense of challenge to ourselves and to our assumptions. Nicodemus would have been surprised by Jesus' assertion that God does not say that salvation is only for a certain people of a certain race, but that it's for the whoever. What is the challenge to us, though? What assumptions have we made? 
Do we assume that God is only pleased with those who are like us in some way? That only people who are similar to us can be Jesus' followers? Or that only those from certain countries or with a certain social status can follow him? When phrased that way, I'm sure that we might say we don't believe that. But what do our actions say? Do they suggest that only people who look like us, act like us, think like us, go to the same places as us, dress like us, listen to the same music as us and so on, only they can be Christians? Because Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus says, whoever. Just as for Nicodemus, that meant the Romans who oppressed him and the Samaritans who hated him. For us, that means the people we struggle to like, who wish us harm, who make life hard, who've upset us and wronged us. It means people who disagree with us, who fight against us, who've hurt us, hurt others and those we love, who have done things that we consider to be evil beyond compare. If that word, whoever, is to have any meaning, then it must also include the people who we might think are beyond God's love. Not just the nice lady who lives next door, but the young lad being released from prison who we don't even want in our town, or the man that we want the prison service to throw away the key to his cell. Because if that word, whoever, doesn't include them, then it's meaningless. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Is not just a nice promise that tells me that I am a whoever and you are a whoever. It's a bold assertion that even the ones we might think are excluded, and even the ones we might want to exclude, are a whoever too. That word, whoever, extends into prisons. It extends its hand to your school bully who made your life so very miserable. It extends its hand to your ex-partner who still does make you miserable. The word, whoever, reaches as far as those you don't want it to reach. And it goes further still. And why? For one simple reason. As we said when we started looking at this verse at the beginning of the year. It reaches to the world because God loves the whole world. Come all you weary, come all you thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water, come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find to the table he will satisfy taste of his goodness find what you're looking for for god so
Jesus is waiting, God's so 